0: So hi and welcome back to Venture Bros, uh, a Venture Brothers podcast. Um, ooh, I like. I think I like that full title better. Uh, Venture Bros, a Venture
1: Brothers podcast. It's nice and wordy. <laughs> it's uh, very. It's a. It's a good chunky soup of a uh, of a title. Yeah, it's the best. Uh, I am. Uh,
0: <laughs> I am Brian Dressel. Uh, with me, as always, is Nick Friedeman. Hello uh Nick and the great. I'm going to go with Nick and the great.
1: Oh, I appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Uh who knows what next week will be. Maybe it'll be Nick and the awful or the terrible or the forgotten. Who I always I, forgotten.
1: Any any name that could be attributed <laughs> to a king in like the 3rd century I'm, I'm all for.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm going to try to go for. Every week for you until I forget. Uh which Perfect. might be next week, who knows. Um So this is a a podcast where we talk about every episode of Venture Brothers uh, and we do a nice little review of them and a little bit of uh, memory lane walking and all of that good stuff. Uh, This week we are talking about episode 1 slash 2, Dia de las Dangerous, uh, which is technically the second episode, but realistically the
1: first episode of Venture Brothers. Uh, Nick, do you remember when you saw this one? Uh, I think it would probably been... I mean like i said in the last episode i started like in basically the middle of season two so whenever i bought i bought both dvds at the same time which ages this story but season one and season two and so i probably started at the beginning and just went all the way through yeah that makes sense i i think i
0: think i saw this one right around the time it aired and for some reason it didn't just grab me uh and i didn't have cable at the time so i didn't really have an opportunity to go back to it but i remember seeing a few of the episodes in the first season before i walked away and then came back to it when you and i became friends um sounds about right yeah i think that's kind of it, it might have been this one it might have been a different one but i really remember the opening specifically yes uh, and that's where we'll start it's with a, this thing it's a great opening oh <laughs> uh, the opening of this episode like it sets the tone perfectly like for everything in the show to come like it it, it could not be better exactly uh, uh, and everything from like how uh, so f- we'll we'll tell you what it is a little bit in case you haven't seen it or don't remember it. But the the episode opens with a poker game with Brock Samson and others, and you don't really know what the others are other than that they're probably in Mexico or Spain because they're speaking Spanish. Um, but there is a luchador there, so you kind of lean towards Mexican. Um, and, and it looks like a very serious, horrifying scene, and then it just gets. More like silly and ludicrous, the more the scene goes on, and it could not be better. Uh, like you find out exactly,
1: like you find out, like partway through, that it's not just them playing poker, they're playing strip poker. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's like, yeah, which is inexplicable. Like, it's something that never occurred to me how weird that was until I was just watching it, yeah, (laughs) for this podcast. I was like, why? are they playing strip poker? Like, what is the purpose of this? And it's just for the silliness of it. That's all it's for.
0: Oh yeah. Like it's just, it's just, it's really the only reason they're playing strip poker is for the lo- is for the reaction to him standing up and whipping out his dick and having the guy.
1: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the
0: like that's the only reason they're playing strip poker, which I think is phenomenal. It's the best. Uh, I love that. I love, uh, I just, I, I just, I think starting the show on Brock Sampson was such a smart way to start the show, especially because it's about the Venture family and he's, you know, family, not family. Um, People will argue back and forth on that uh, to the end of time. Um, But he's just such a great intro to the show because he kind of embodies every aspect of the show. Like he,
1: in my opinion, the Venture Brothers character is Brock Sampson. For sure. Um, Yeah. and to, to go off of like your point very quickly, I also think that like they really set up kind of the actual sense of humor of the show as well. So it's not just like him pulling his pants down and showing his glorious penis. It's <laughs> also the fact that they he basically fights all of these luchadors and all of these other like kind of henchmen around there. Gets down to the guy with the ponytail who's clearly the leader of the situation, and the guy gives up like immediately. And it just <laughs> sets up the whole idea of yeah people just cut their losses like there's no point in like fighting to the death. This is like not the same kind of idea that you thought it might be.
0: oh yeah like like this is not especially if you'd seen the first episode like this is not the same show like this is no like the the difference in quality from Turtle Bay to Dangerous is night and day, and I think it's mostly solidified in that first scene of like this is the action we want to do, this is the comedy we want to do, and these are the characters we want to do it with, exactly. Um, and then moving forward uh, I, I don't remember again I watched these episodes yesterday uh, I don't remember exactly what the next scene is but right around the next scene is uh, Dr. Venture giving his speech to the wrong classroom yes and uh, it, it just again right out of the gate Dr. Venture is incompetent like he's not he's obviously a smart person and they never question whether or not he is intelligent he's just very stupid while being intelligent exactly
1: nails it right out of the gate with him giving the speech to the wrong class. Nails it right out of the gate with that, and then immediately after that he goes to the seedy doctor and he says something I feel like really sums up his character very well which is he's very intelligent but at the same time also very dumb where he's trying to bribe the doctor and he goes, would President Benjamin Franklin convince you of anything? Benjamin <laughs> Franklin was never president which is the best part of that, but you just gloss <laughs> over it. And so He's just like oh, like he thinks he's smarter than he actually is. And he is intelligent, but he definitely thinks he's smarter than he is.
0: Oh, yeah. And I, I like that he knew enough to say, not say President Alexander Hamilton. Yes. But did still say President, did, Benjamin, did Franklin. Say <laughs> President Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. But I so I love- dumb. And you have, like, these thinly-veiled, like, he's not a racist person, but he's very insensitive to race and racial issues. And, like, they nail that right out of the gate with, like, the, oh, the Crazy Dead People Christmas you guys have here. Which yes. Which is going on right now. Yes. he's <laughs> like, very awkward, like, he is well, the best so at good. shoving his foot in the mouth at the worst possible
1: time. Exactly. Like, But I think that we hit on something that we didn't really bring up in the last episode, but does apply here, which is that the joke is always on him. And I think in the last episode, the pilot is that the joke is at other people's expense. And it's like, no, like the joke should be about how ignorant he is. And I think that's much funnier as a general premise than, you know, him being okay.
0: Yeah, and like one of the things that I will always love about this show versus every other show on TV, like I said, this is my favorite show of all time. Uh, it, there's there's consistency with his stupidity. Like I never feel like I feel like in lesser shows, uh, I, say for example, The Office. Uh, that's I don't know why that's what I'm going to, but The American Office. Michael Scott starts as an intelligent doofus. By the yes. end of the show or the end of his run on the show, he is just a doofus exactly And they just kind of threw out all the intelligence and just went for the laughs with the venture brothers they never lose that he is smart not as smart as he thinks he is and the joke is always on him but he still evolves as a person but his comedy or like his points for comedy
1: are very consistent exactly i think the best way to sum him up is that he makes a lot of bad assumptions yeah yeah totally he never really does the research that he should because he never applies himself, which is a constant theme of the show, is that he has the tools to be something of like an actual scientist that he feels like he should be, but he never applies himself. Yeah, yeah, never. (laughs) Never, never, ever. There's like the, this is jumping the gun, and I know that we said we wouldn't compare it to other episodes, but there's another joke later on where he's like the... um, the debbie's little whorehouse in texas where he thinks dolly parton's gonna show her breasts (laughs) and it's just like it would just be a simple google search like why it's so dumb it's so dumb but that's that's exactly what his character is
0: and it's so like brock even tells him that's not what you it's not gonna be what you think it is and he's like oh no don't spoil it for me (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: oh my god uh and then moving uh, out of uh, Dr. Venture, then you get into the Venture brothers who are immediately more well-rounded and just kind of stupidly fun characters. Exactly. Like, like they I, I still get... don't...
1: No, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Oh,
0: no, I, just, I love the intro of like, we bought these big hats, sombreros. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, just...
1: <laughs> it's like, oh, cool. Like, it's just like, that's the reaction that you should have to them. But I think yeah. that they, they also established the which they don't really, I don't, I think in the pilot, is that Venture has no interest in them at all as human oh, beings no. or anything. Like, they're just there. They're always an annoyance. Oh, totally. He he basically cannot stand his sons. He pays and, them to he, go away. Of course he can't stand yeah. them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like in, later on, you kind of get the feeling that he wants Dean to be more than he is. But even then, like, uh, I, I don't remember where it is. I believe it's in season six, the the most recent season, where it's like they need to find out he needs to have whatever is the thing he holds closest to his heart near him and then he, like even Dean wasn't that answer. Yes, exactly. And it's like it's ugh and the show just they, he's the worst and they set it up from the very beginning. It's like here take this money and go away and the boys are just so sweet at this point like their yes. their response isn't let's go buy crazy shit it's like let's beef up Helter Helper and they give him a flame job and Give him a a crazy horn
1: to blow. It's exactly, like, I think they, this is the intro to Helper too. He wasn't in the pilot. I just realized. Was he not in it at all? I thought he was. I don't uh, think he was. Maybe he was. I don't know. That pilot's pretty forgettable. That it's aggressively forgettable. <laughs> yes, but like either way,
0: like this is such a better intro to him if he even was in the episode. Like 100%. There, there's just I, he's just such a cool guy. And then like uh, I don't know. why I'm referring to Helper as a guy, but he is. And then, like the later on in the episode, where Doctor Venture gets his other kidney stolen from him, it yeah. he turns Helper into a walking dialysis machine. Yeah. <laughs> I I even took a note because I love the tubes keep coming out of him because it's such a like hatchet job of getting this thing done, and whenever exactly. the tubes come out. Uh,
1: Dr. Venture makes the best noise of this. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best. And you know that they recorded like 16 takes of that too. And they were like, we'll just pick the three best ones. And we'll just put them in for the random parts where this happens. It's it's so gross too. Like the tubes come out. They're just flailing and blood's going everywhere.
0: It's Uh, it's the best. uh, um, Other things in this show that in this episode that I think are just completely amazing is the the intro to the Monarch. Yes. Uh, like, the monarch is wonderful in this thing. And there's, there's uh, plot lines that they completely abandon after this one um, of the training of the henchmen where you yes. get your wings. Uh, the only character who doesn't have his wings at signing up is Speedy, who yes. then dies in this episode without ever getting his wings.
1: And it's heavily implied that he never would get his wings. So.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that poor guy was never uh. going to make it. And I, just, I love that. Uh like when they're like, Oh, where's Speedy? He's like, Ah, uh, he met with Brock Sampson, like, oof, yeah, that happens. Yeah.
1: And it's like I don't even need to hear the rest is the yes. answer. And you're just like, uh <laughs> but I love that they set that up too, because your introduction to Brock Sampson is this like incredibly strong killing machine. And then they keep basically like reiterating on that and building on that. So his introduction is the the he's getting a part for his car. I think is why he's playing strip poker. And then basically fine. He goes, finds a prostitute goes, has to have sex with a prostitute and then finds out that the boys are in trouble. So he goes and just takes like dart after dart after dart, which they imply are all lethal. It seems like at the very least meant to knock somebody out. And he is just like, taking it and he grabs speedy by the neck and then gets hit with a truck and that's his introduction basically for the first third of the episode it's it's exactly what brock is like oh yeah
0: and like and don't get me wrong there's parts in the pilot that did this very well but like this one it's just and then like like he comes back to life or basically comes out of his uh way too many trank uh coma (laughs) and like his only mad not mad that they tricked him a thousand times he's mad that they hit him with a truck <laughs> <It's> like, exactly <laughs> like he just the way he picks and chooses the things to get angry about
1: it's just like yeah it works it's perfect not yeah. upset that the chupa like a chupacabra was hiding out in the car he's upset that they hit him with a truck that's all that matters to so, him. <laughs> because like, he views it as some sort of dishonor i guess which is also right up brock's alley
0: oh yeah like he could run into a barrage of bullets and he's like well that was his choice to run in the barrage of bullets hitting the truck was a step too far exactly <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, i kind
1: of miss speedy like it's like such a great character to introduce is this like very ambitious henchman which they yeah. don't really ever go back to and i think because it doesn't really make sense as like an arc for a character because i think you'd just be frustrated with it but as a one-off character i love speedy i've never oh, forgotten I love- speedy
0: Oh no and like that's I think that's why they brought him back with uh 24 that one time like uh exactly. when 24 visits 21 as the ghost and he's like oh speedy and it's like cuz people remember speedy like he was such a one off but
1: such a great one off on his death is perfect. Like I love they there's one thing that they do throughout the whole show, and I love that it started basically with this first episode, is Brock's strength kind of doesn't or I would say his competence and his strength doesn't really make much sense. Like there's some stuff that just they introduce that are very cartoony. So the thing is he's squeezing Speedy by the neck so hard that it pops the glass and his like little goggles out. That doesn't oh, make yeah. any sense at all, but it's so funny. It's oh yeah so dark and it's so like <laughs> odd that that's brock like to a t
0: and i love that they, they did such a good job in the early seasons and like this episode is a great example of it of like how crazy violent he is that later on in the show when they stopped animating that they got like angry complaints from fans of like what happened to brock samson why isn't he as badass as he used to be and uh, if you can find the video when somebody asked, uh, I think it was either Jackson. I know it was Jackson or Doc, but the reply was amazing. I'm just like, well, we've done it so many times. Like, how many times can we keep doing it? You just have to assume that Brock is still out there ripping the heads off of people and then shouting through their vocal cords, I'm you! And it's like the funniest response possible to a question at a convention. <laughs>
1: exactly. I think like, it's from, like, uh, I think it's from Comic-Con from, like, yeah, a long time ago at this point. but It's yeah.
0: either Comic-Con or one of those, but I, I, I remember it was the convention where they revealed that they're aging the boys, because that's why I was watching yes. all of those. Because after they kill all the clones, I'm like, what are they going to do next? And they're like, we're aging them, and it's like, oh, wow, that's a bold step. But we'll get to that in a whole bunch of episodes from now. Exactly. Um, so uh, the, what are the other things that you loved in this episode? Like, the, like this one I, I honestly think is one of the stronger ones of
1: the whole first season, which is saying something, because the first season I think is phenomenal absolutely well, um, I, I think I mean obviously I think Brock is the star of this episode I think it's hard not to be because I think that they really realized that Brock was probably one of the funnier stronger points of the pilot and they're like let's lean into that but it's just yeah. Brock and Dr. Venture kind of having their own separate lives which I actually think is one of the stronger parts of the show and stuff that they do really well is they are a family but they're like a broken sort of family like they all leave com- leave they all lead completely independent lives and I think that part of that that makes it good is that Brock does his own thing Dr. Venture does his own thing the boys do their own thing and then it kind of converges and it converges in this like bizarre violent montage of him running over other henchmen and Dr. Venture kind of like saves the boys kind of but not really it's just of.
0: all Brock and, and it's one of those things where, like, it's, it's just set the tone of, like, that is, if you look at it, I mean, for the most part, most episodes kind of follow that structure. And it's not till much later in the show where, like, the boys start leading their own separate lives away from each other. Exactly. Um, but in the beginning, it's a lot of that. It's the venture, like, Dr. Venture's doing something, Brock's doing something, the boys are doing something, and then how do they all meet at the end? And this one did such a great job with just, uh, like, it's such a better intro to The Monarch. With the monarch accidentally acquiring the boys. Like, did not mean exactly. to kidnap them, but now has them. And I. The whole subplot of, uh, like, uh, Dr. Girlfriend not wanting to have kids with the monarch, but being okay with him going and being a dad to those boys is like. It feels so out of character for her, like, where it is now, but it's still. Yeah. Like, it's such a fun sequence of, like, no, you go be the best damn dad you can be. And he's like, okay, I'll go wrestle with the boys. And they're. Trying their damnedest to kill him, but they're the fucking boys, so they can't yeah. do anything.
1: <laughs> they're completely useless. Oh, now, yeah. I actually, I actually. Now that you're saying that, I actually really like that they set up Doctor Doctor Girlfriend. Yeah, Doctor Girlfriend. I don't know why, because I guess I'm used to like later on. She's like Doctor or like Mrs. Monarch. Doctor Girlfriend. Doctor Mrs. The Monarch. Monarch, Dr. Dr. Mrs. The Monarch yeah. Doctor Mrs. The Monarch. That's what it is, but. She They set her up as this, like, she also has her own life, but they actually have a good home life, which is, like, very interesting in contrast. Like, it's something I don't think I ever really picked up on until, obviously, they flesh it out later. But they had that from the very beginning. Like, they actually oh, yeah. seem like a competent and good couple. Obviously, they're quote-unquote bad at people, but they seem like they might have a much better relationship than... actual protagonists of the show which i think was done very strongly done on purpose oh yeah for sure it's it's really fun
0: just like watching them interact like they, they have this like weird sort of very romantic love to each other that like as the show goes on you can see more of the inner workings and just how insane they are but at the root of it and for an introduction they start in this very kind of humble, like, oh, we just support each other and each other's decisions, and my husband or boyfriend wants to be a supervillain, so I'll sit next to him and I'll be supportive. And they have all these wonderful things that later get expanded on and are just that much more entertaining. But because the show, or this episode, does such a good job introducing them in a very small way, like a very, like, microscopic, like, here's one aspect of the relationship that works. It allows them to use the building blocks of that to make the relationship that much more crazier and fun as it goes on. Exactly. Um, I, I think that's kind of why I love this episode as much as I do, is it's just such a smart episode. It's just so well-written. It's entertaining. It's it's just...
1: Well, it's, it's it reminds me a lot of what actually the pilot... Sh- You know, this is essentially the pilot, if we're being honest. Like, I think that, like, the Turtle Bay is not really like a good introduction to the show. This introduces, like, the idea that you have super scientists, that you have these villains that kind of are. Not against the super scientists, but that there's, like, a weird rule set about it. Like, the fact that, like, he doesn't kill the boys. He's just kind of waiting for the dad to come and pick them up, more or less. Like, that's the implied game of the whole thing. But they also establish that the world is supernatural because if they didn't do that in that first episode i'm not sure how you would introduce it later and they do it in both pilots actually but this i just think had a better intro which is the chupacabra and then brock kills it very quickly and he's like chupacabras they're all over mexico and you're just like <laughs> okay and it's just a throwaway thing like that this is just but, normal like this is but not it's only something a, new
0: it's only a half throwaway thing because dr ventures original speech to the kids was all about how chipper aren't
1: real exactly yeah you're right it does have like a, a payoff but it's like that's i think important because the show is very supernatural in a weird way and they kind of start to give rules to that supernatural part of the world but man like the fact that they introduce all of that stuff pretty fucking seamlessly is amazing honestly
0: yeah, it's, it's easily one of those episodes that you can turn on and enjoy and then just like, oh, I really like this show. I'll keep watching it. And then after you get through, like, you get up to date with the most current season or even if you finish, like, say, the second season, you go back to this one, it's like, it's crazy how much ground they cover in 23 minutes. Like, how much, like, exactly. world building is just there. And, and the interesting, interesting thing about it is that there's all this world building and they're not even at the venture compound. Like, they're not... Yeah, Even you're at right. the place where the majority of the show will eventually take
1: place. Yeah, you're right. That's crazy. I didn't think about that. I guess it is all, like, all I mean, obviously it's animated, so it's not quote-unquote on location, but that's more or less what it is.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the Venture Compound is almost a character in the show until season six when they moved to New York. Like, it, there, there's yeah. so many things that they just don't know about it, and it keeps getting crazier and deeper and more intricate and insane. And the first episode that most people saw has nothing to do with it. Yeah. Wow. And I don't mean that as a negative at all. I actually kind of love that because it's exactly what we were saying earlier uh, where the show was so obsessed with its world building that it kind of forgot about its characters and not in a bad way and not entirely, but in a way. And this one was like, for the intro, it's like these are your characters in this world. So it's kind of... It set it up enough to where they could do all the world building throughout the rest of the
1: season, and you still know who these people are. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, that is, like, a really, really—it's it's very rare, I feel like, for a first episode to be this coherent, like, yeah. and know really what it is. Like, it has a lot more confidence in itself than the actual quote-unquote pilot did. Which oh, I think sure. makes sense because he had like a year to kind of like work on it and finesse it. If I'm remembering the dates that you read correctly, yeah. I mean
0: that that's just uh, that's again. If we're wrong, let us know. But that's based on yes. the IMDb uh, air dates, and that's they say the first one was February uh, 16th, 2003. Uh, Dia de los Dangerous is August 7th, 2004. Yeah,
1: like that's, that's a, a huge difference. It's a year and a half basically to really work out like. What your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, and just slowly get something that's this strong, I think really works. I mean, honestly, what's crazy is I don't think that you'd have a network really take a flyer on that now. It, no way. No, no way. Because it was like a pilot that was just okay, and then you have this second episode that really needed the pilot to kind of understand what worked and what didn't
0: yeah and then and then like i'm just on indb now and like you just go through the rest of the season it's like the rest of the season is so solid that it's like if if they had given say I, i'm not sure how they pitched this one to uh, adult swim or how they even delivered it but if they had basically gone proof of concept this is what we want to make here is our pilot great uh this is our script for our second one oh well if we give you the money to do that i bet that would be amazing and that could be kind of what happened again yeah, i don't know um, probably but, they, but there's so
1: many story beats that are very similar. Like, if you kind of stack yeah. the two on top of each other, I think it's, like, very clear that they looked at the pilot and they go, we could do this, but better. And I think that that makes sense. It's, yeah, it's, it'd be like watching a, a New Hope
0: followed by Force Awakens. It's like, okay, so this one just is exactly. newer and has more money behind it. But they're basically the same thing. Uh, exactly. Obviously, A New Hope is a significantly better film. Don't go insane. But this one, it's this one's the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'd be the other side of better. that coin. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, it's,
1: it's interesting too, because I wonder if, um, I really, at this point I do think, because I asked you this last time, but I do think they actually had the plan for what they wanted to do with the Dreams, which they also oh, reintroduce sure. here. Yep. But I also think they had a plan for for most of the rest of the world, because they yeah. do allude to some of the rules of the guild in this I don't think they ever named the guild necessarily but I do think that he had established kind of like what the rules of the guild were and what OSI was and that kind of stuff they don't there's nothing there's no proof in the episode of this so I'm not going to try and like claim that this is fact but I do think that there's like a definite idea of a stronger sense of what that world is and the guild at least I am positive was figured out at that point I have
0: a feeling that both the Guild of Calamity's Intent and OSI were, even if they weren't named at that point, like if Doc and everybody hadn't come up with that yet, I think the, the groundwork of what they were going to be was definitely in place. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think they say OSI or uh, the Guild in this, but no. I think you're right. I think this is, clearly they had a bigger plan at this point, and then moving forward, it's, it's just a very carefully executed plan. Exactly. Uh, so I feel like we've talked pretty much everything that there is to talk about in this episode
1: uh, Is there anything that, that we haven't hit that you really particularly like? Uh, the only thing that I would mention is I always love the sight gags in this show So yep. the sight gag of him wiping the blood off of the windshield Which is like with the windshield wipers, I loved It's like anything with a sight gag in this show I always think is the funniest thing
0: all right. Well, let's uh, let, let's call this uh, let's call this a segment because as anyone who Perfect. listens to After the Hype knows that I love my segments. Uh, we'll, we'll start finishing every episode. What, what was your favorite moment in this episode? Perfect. Uh, and would you say yours is? Because mine would definitely be uh, the Venture Brothers trying to f- kill the Monarch, oh, and yeah. just him thinking that they're just all right boys yep Ah, we're playing (laughs) they're just like they're trying their damnedest and they're just so worthless
1: they're so useless (laughs) mine would mine would either be the thing that i mentioned already which is him squeezing speedy's neck so hard that the little like glass pops out or it would be the windshield wipers wiping off the blood which i i also love it's so good um so good
0: i'm trying to think there's anything else that we didn't mention in this thing um
1: no, I don't think so. At this point, so.
0: uh, were 21 and 24
1: named in this one yet, or no? No. I, there uh, definitely isn't uh, either named. They do do the voice of, and I always oh, fuck up who's 21 and who's 24, but the one that sounds like Ray Romano, somebody does that, Doc does that voice.
0: Yeah, that's but what I like thought. But it's like a
1: one-lined thing, so.
0: Yeah, because Doc Hammer did the voice of Speedy. Yes. Um. Yeah, it, yeah, it was definitely him because he did. Uh, but they are just henchmen, one and two. Uh, there you go. Yeah, so obviously very different back then. But yeah, that was clearly his voice, and he became a character later. Oh, I they think... wouldn't have
1: remembered who Speedy was. So twenty four definitely is the one that after Speedy dies, he's like, that sucks. Like... Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, that was everything I had for this one. Uh, uh, again, I I just, I just love this show. I I, I know I'm, that's going to get tired of saying it at some point here in this thing, but I really do. Um. So next week, we will be talking about the third episode, which is, in my opinion, oof. I know I just said this one might be my favorite, but I, I think I was wrong. Because the next one is the one that I quote the absolute most out of almost any show in the entire franchise. Easily the entire first season. Uh, and that one is Careers in Science. Because uh, that episode is just phenomenal. And I'm very excited to talk about it. Um that's
1: it for this one though, Nick. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Um no, because what I would I uh, guess plug I can't say, so Which yeah, that doesn't frustrate me at all. Yeah, I know, uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Eventually you'll find out. Eventually I'll find out what game you're
0: working on. But you yes. Know, until then I'll just stay annoyed um for us i will happily plug after the hype uh which is the feed that you are currently on so if you liked this one you want to keep listening to my voice uh move over to any of our most recent episodes uh or check us out on the website you might have found us on which is athpod.com um that's it for me though so with that i will say thank you everyone for listening i'm resisting the urge to scream
1: go team venture i might start doing at the end of every episode who knows right you could i'm not yeah. gonna stop you i'm like a <laughs> continent away so yeah, no i'm be not a, i'm a country away oh my god a whole country away. <laughs> <laughs> or continent why not <laughs> oh
0: make you so stupid yep uh, okay so thank you everyone for listening
1: and bye bye